Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Well, 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 a little bit of a different day on Tuesday than on Monday, huh, Bengals fans? How's it going, everybody? I'm Anthony Cazenza with CincyJungle.com and the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. I hope you are all doing well. Uh, You should be after what transpired on Tuesday. First part of the day, not so great. They lost out on a couple of different linebackers. Apparently, they got into a bidding war with... Uh, the the Raiders for uh, Kwiatkowski, and um, you know they also lost out on Joe Schobert. Um, I, I think they were also in the Corey Littleton sweepstakes a little bit there. Got a little too rich for their blood at the end, and we said, "Up, oh, here we go." Myself included. For those of you who follow me on Twitter, I was a big uh, complainer. I was a big complainer on Tuesday. That's for sure. At the first part of the day, when they lost out on these linebackers, when they basically decided this is too rich for our blood for this position group and in outside free agency, we can't do it. Then a few hours later, probably less than two hours later, the Bengals end up signing defensive tackle DJ reader from the Houston Texans, a big play, a big acquisition, probably one of the biggest in terms of talent, in terms of contracts, one of the biggest free agency signings the Bengals have ever made. And I guess biggest in terms of actual <laughs> size of the physical size of the human too, but they, so they sign him to a massive deal. And then they follow that up with Trey Waynes, the cornerback from Minnesota coming over on another three-year deal, pretty expensive deal there as well. Truth be told, just under a hundred million dollars in total money, uh, potentially in those contracts. So um, big deals, big improvements by the Cincinnati Bengals in the later part of the day. They missed out at the linebacker position, but beefed up the defensive line, beefed up the secondary. We knew defense was going to be a focus. Uh, Lou Anarumo made no bones about it, the fact that he wanted more players on defense. The Bengals got decimated at various spots, really all over the roster, but on defense at the end of the year, you had both William Jackson and Drake Kirkpatrick on IR. Um, you had Darquez Denard miss the first six games on, on the pup list as a cornerback, you know, guys running out on the, on the defensive line. And because, you know, Ryan Glasgow and, and, you know, some injuries to Carl Lawson, that sort of thing, you know, you're forcing guys at the end of their career, Geno Atkins, Carlos Dunlap to take a few more snaps than maybe it would be ideal. And you're, you're, kind of forcing them into a higher volume of plays than you would like. You would like to have that rotation, keep everybody fresh. The Bengals didn't have that last year. So now they've got DJ reader to come up and, uh, and, you know, really beef up what they're trying to do here. Uh, I'm going to talk to you a little bit, give you some, give you some information on DJ reader. This is courtesy of pro football focus, namely the Bengals, account on Twitter. Uh, the Bengals signed DJ Reader, who is uh, Pro Football Focus's number two free agent interior defensive lineman and the number 33 overall free agent in this class, uh, only 25 years old, 
36 pressures in 2019. Uh, so a very, very valuable player. One of the biggest, one of the biggest players, uh, biggest acquisitions the Bengals have made in outside free agency, a guy um, who, you know, has done well for the Houston Texans has moved on and now will be, um, you know, helping out the Bengals on defense. And hopefully, you know, that all of a sudden becomes a very formidable defensive line, um, you know, especially with, uh, you know, Carl Lawson in there, Sam Hubbard coming into his own and, and you know, bettering his rookie season sack total. He's a solid edge player, a um, little inconsistent, but I think that comes with youth. Uh, so you've got some guys there. Then you beef up the interior of the line. Maybe, you know, you mix in, you've got Andrew Brown, who is a versatile player. Ryan Glasgow is coming back from injury. So you've got a lot of versatility and a lot of different players there that can potentially help you out. And just, just a big, big move. One of the, really one of the biggest contracts and one of the biggest moves in free agency in general this year by any team. So a very good, very good move by the Cincinnati Bengals. A lot of money, but uh, very good. Then you move on to Trey Waynes. Trey Waynes is the other big acquisition. Maybe, uh, you know, definitely not as popular of a of a move for the Cincinnati Bengals just because of the, you know, the overall talent level and the scope of the, the contract. Um, you know, it pays Trey Wayne's basically is front loaded for about $20 million. And really, I think that this, not, not only the Bengals in general, but that is how teams have to operate in free agency. You got to front load some of these things because oftentimes not saying this will be the case with Trey Wayne's, but we see teams go wild in free agency, and then you know a lot of these players don't finish out the the entire length of the uh, the the contract that they signed. So, um, you know, to get some of these higher end players here, that's what the Bengals had to do. You see here from again Pro Football Focus, the Cincinnati Bengals account on Twitter. Uh, the Bengals aren't done. Trey Wayne's heading to Cincinnati, so, so he's a good run defender, seventy four point five. Uh, run defense grade um, averaging over the last four, his first four seasons, by the way, this is his second contract as a pro uh, 60 plus coverage grade in the last three seasons. You wanted to see more uh, out of that uh, a little higher grade from the coverage standpoint. Um, but, you know, an all around pretty, pretty solid player, I would say, um, and we'll get to this in a in a moment, probably a younger, maybe a little faster, um, and probably a little more highly talented player than Dre Kirkpatrick if the plan is to replace him on the boundary. We'll see what happens there. We'll talk about that in a second. But two monster moves. I, I think it's about $95 million that these two contracts put up um, you know, for, for these two players to solidify their defense. And uh, you know, I think it, I think it helps. I, I think it really helps what the Bengals are trying to do. The other thing, guys – there is some talk that cornerback could be very early in this year's draft for the Cincinnati Bengals. And you look at it, I put out a tweet uh, earlier today. William Jackson is a free agent next year. Drake Kirkpatrick is a free agent the year after that, if they hang on to him. You've got Darius Phillips, who's set to be a free agent, um, I believe, in, in 21. I mean, you, you've got a lot of guys that whose contracts are coming up here and whether you are still looking at the draft to, to get a cornerback within the first couple of rounds, or you're looking to, you know, backload that position group to help soften the blow of losing some of these guys, 
the Wayne's move is a good move. And, and for the immediate future, whether he's money tells us, and the fact that they were aggressive in getting him tells us that he would be the number two guy. If, even if they keep Drake Kirkpatrick, you've got Jackson, you've got Wayne's on the outside. Wayne's is a number two corner is not too bad for, for an NFL team. Um, Jackson, your number one guy. And then if you're forced to kind of tinker around and keep Kirkpatrick, um, you know, you can do that. He's your number three corner. You've got Darius Phillips, who they like, an athletic guy who made a lot of turnovers. I believe he had three or four interceptions last year. You have, uh, you know, B.W. Webb maybe to help you out. as And, and B.W. Webb as your fourth, fifth corner is much better than B.W. Webb as your starting corner, right? And B.W. Webb was forced into starting roles late in the season with injuries to Kirkpatrick, injuries to Jackson, and, and, and you know, Denard kind of having to be moved around a bit. So, you know, B.W. Webb did not play very well last year, but he didn't play very well last year because he was forced in a higher profile role than what they had envisioned for him. So all of a sudden now he's your fourth, fifth corner. That's a pretty deep group. You've got playmaking ability from Phillips. You know, Waynes is is potentially a, you know, an athletic, a, a good player, potentially an upgrade on the outside, at least health wise too. Uh, an upgrade from Kirkpatrick. You've got Jackson who has shown flashes of elite play at times. So, you know, all of a sudden that corner group, the Bengals love those first round corners, don't they? They love the first round corners, whether they draft them themselves or they bring them in via free agency. They love having high end talent at the cornerback group. And, and they like, I think a lot of that is because they do like to play man coverage on the outside. They don't like to, to do a lot of uh, double teams if they, if they don't have to, so they like the, these press man physical corners that can also run. Um, and that's, and they like their corners to be able to, to contribute in the run game. They, you know, as weird as that sounds, they like guys who can tackle. That's why they love Leon Hall for a long time. They like guys who can get, get their nose in there. That's why they like Denard. Denard is a physical guy who can go in there and play against the run blitz, the quarter, quarterback and all of that. So they like guys like that. Wayne's has shown a penchant to be able to tackle and contribute in the run game, albeit limited from a cornerback from a cornerback, uh, from the cornerback position. So with that, the Bengals did lose a player, and that is Darquez Denard. I mentioned him earlier. Uh, he signed a somewhat surprisingly low deal in free agency to go to the Jacksonville Jaguars. It sounded like it was never really going to materialize for, for both sides, meaning the Bengals and, and Denard, coming to a, a, an agreement this this time around, if you remember last year, he really kind of put himself out there, thought he was going to get a big deal. He didn't. He came back on a one-year rental deal for the Bengals, ended up on the pup list, which really hurt the defense from the get-go. And, you know, now he's he's moved on to the Jaguars. I believe it was three years, $13.5 million. So not a very big deal for him uh, going forward. I think it was about six, six or 8 million guaranteed. So not a huge deal for Denard, but he is moving on as are the Bengals. Um, you know, I, for me, Denard is always kind of a, what if they never really gave him a full shot on the outside, uh, as uh, on the outside for, for a boundary corner position, a starting corner position. Um, they really kind of put him in the slot where he played very well. The other issue with Denard, not a lot of turnovers forced in his career and health. Um, uh, you know, this team needs guys that are healthy. And unfortunately, Denard was not always available for the team as they went as they went forward with seasons. And, you know, missing – you got a one-year rental deal and you're missing 
you know, uh, almost half the season right off the bat with, with an injury that's, that's not going to really play well when it comes time to renegotiate some deals. So uh, we'll, we'll see what, what goes on there. But right now, as the, as it currently stands, Bengals cornerback group with the addition of Waynes and the departure of Denard, you've got William Jackson, you've got Drake Kirkpatrick, you've got uh, Trey Waynes, you have, B.W. Webb, Darius Phillips, and um, you know they they uh, re-signed uh, a couple of a couple of guys. Um, they didn't tender guys, uh, some other guys that were restricted free agents. So uh, more or less, those are kind of the top part of your cornerback group right now. So uh, yeah, Tony Brown is is uh, the the other cornerback that's that's kind of on there that they are high on um they re-signed him so that's the other guy but um no denard we'll see what happens with kirkpatrick we'll talk about that and other things in just a second again i'm anthony kazenza with cincyjungle.com and the orange and black insider Bengals podcast thanks for joining us i know it's a much better day to join today to talk about today as opposed to the first day uh, and when we say first day of free agency, this is all the tampering period, by the way, where you can kind of set up contracts in place. And now, uh, you know, once once the league year officially starts on Thursday, you can sign them and get things to be official. Uh, you know, all that all that good stuff. So, um, you know, a, a lot to digest on Tuesday. Two big moves, significant moves by the Cincinnati Bengals, both on defense and DJ Reader, the defensive tackle from Houston and Trey Waynes, the cornerback from Minnesota, both should provide um, marginal, if not, well, marginal being Waynes, and uh, exponential help on defense in the form of Reader. That 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 was a, a big pickup for the Cincinnati Bengals, but both seem to be solid additions to the defense. Again, I'm Anthony Cazenza. If you're new to this program, you can get it on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Megaphone. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel and get all of our content there. All of our stuff is on cincyjungle.com. You can get our, you know, all of our stuff is out there on all kinds of different plat- platforms. So download it, subscribe to the channels, get the content, be notified when we take the air. Sometimes it's it's kind of last minute like today. You know, we kind of did the impromptu thing. There was some big news, so we decided to take the air. So get informed, subscribe to our channels, leave us a rating, and check out our weekly show. Myself, John Sheeran, another Cincy Jungle contributor. We do a weekly show. We've got interviews with players. We have break down all the news notes and, and go from – the Cincinnati Bengals from all kinds of different angles. So uh, check out our weekly show and also check out the other shows on the SB nation channel of podcasts. Orange is the new black from uh, ACE boogie and Zim Hude, as well as Matt Minnick's chalk talk where he breaks down film of the Cincinnati Bengals, rookie prospects, etc. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Going to be here for a few more minutes talking about uh, what may be ahead for the Cincinnati Bengals now that uh, they they tagged A.J. Green, they tendered 
four restricted free agents, including Alex Redmond, Seathan Carter, and uh, Brandon Wilson, Josh Tupo. Those are the four that, that they tendered. They did not tender four others. They signed DJ Reader, as I mentioned at the onset of the show, the Houston defensive tackle. They signed Trey Waynes, the cornerback from Minnesota. Now, what is what is on tap here for the Cincinnati Bengals? They lost out on a number of different linebackers. There is no doubt that this team needs linebacker help. With some of the bigger names that they did not win out on, they may look to go back to Nick Vigil. That's been pretty quiet on that front because, you know, the Joe Schoberts and Corey Littletons, as expected, got most of the praise, most of the buzz. So we'll see what happens, but that may be a well the Bengals go back to. Nick Vigil did play well towards the end of the year and could be a nice rotational piece in the linebacker group, but I would not say that I would be fully comfortable with a high-profile role for Nick Vigil if he was to come back, but a rotational piece, a guy who can help you out in pass coverage a little bit, um, but you would still need additional help in the draft, high-end talent in the draft, probably second, third-round type of talent in the draft if you're able to get it, if that's the route you go. There are other players like, I believe, Andrews Pete is uh, the guard from the Saints. He's a guy that I believe is, is still available. That may be a route the Bengals look to help out the offensive line. Um, so, uh, you know, the that may be an area that the Bengals look to shore up. Uh, I, I don't know that the tackle market, I mean, Brian Bulaga is now gone. I don't know that the Bengals are going to look for you know, a tackle to compete potentially with Bobby Hart. They seem, and they have been putting out the message that they are more comfortable with the offensive line than the fans, the pundits, the critics, the media. They are more comfortable with the state of their offensive line. Maybe some help at the guard positions. Um, you know, they like that Jonah Williams has come come back. Even with the departure of Cordy Glenn, they like the state of this offensive line. So we'll see uh, We'll see what, what that looks like. You know, like I said, um, Andrews Pete, from the Saints is a, is a guy that maybe they look at kind of a mid-level player, um, per, perhaps a marginal upgrade on the offensive line at, at some spots, depending on how you look at it. Then, you, you know, you've got the potential for the team to free up some space in the form of Drake Kirkpatrick, who's set to, to make uh, nine about $9 million or so this year. Um, and of course the Andy Dalton deal, the Andy Dalton deal was starting to kind of, that was a storyline throughout much of the day on Tuesday where, you know, you've got Tom Brady saying goodbye to the Patriots. That destination is open. Chicago has yet to strike a deal with any other, you know, any other, uh, quarterback there Miami who knows what they're doing they've been just wheeling and dealing so they may be you know if they're not overly enamored with Tua or Justin Herbert they may be uh, you know a team that's that's out there Tampa Bay is now grabbing Tom Brady it seems Indianapolis is grabbing Phillip Rivers it would seem so uh you know there are a lot of different uh wheels in motion here it's also hard to see a team potentially eating that entire 17 plus million dollar cap figure for Andy Dalton. Um, I, I, that may be the sticking point, especially for a high, uh, you know, a, 
a second round pick, a third round pick. That may be a sticking point in these trade talk negotiations where a team doesn't want to take on the full salary and give up a high pick. They may be willing to give up a high pick, but the Bengals absorb some of that cap hit. Um, you know, it, it just, it depends on what is happening there. Now, that they've the Bengals have made it known that that they, they will be getting the Dalton contract off the books one way or the other, and that is essentially the wash for the cost of AJ Green's franchise tag, which is about 18 million. So that they're counting that deal kind of a tit for tat thing, and that's that's how they're looking at that. But you know, there are if you unload Drake Kirkpatrick, you know, does that then only go to the Trey Wayne's? The, the Trey Wayne's type of contract that they just signed. And I'm going to share something with you here for those of you joining us on the live video capture of this. I'm going to share uh, Drake Kirkpatrick's contract with you, courtesy of Spotrack. Um, you can see here the cap hit is uh, just north, almost, almost $11.1 million and the dead cap is 2.8. So you see here, you know, that nine, six number at the end, nine, six, nine, three, seven fifty. That's about what the total cap hit would be if, uh, for uh, the cap savings rather would be if the Bengals were to get rid of Drake Kirkpatrick. So, you know, you've got this big contract you're, you've given to Trey Waynes. Um, does that 9 million strictly go to that? And then, and, and, do the Bengals now kind of crawl into their shell a little bit? You know, they went out outside of their comfort zone, signing these two big deals to outside guys, giving out, you know, 90 plus million dollars worth of contracts to two players. Do they now say, okay, now the Dalton trade is going to be executed. We'll take a draft pick. We'll get that contract off the, off the books. We're not going to really use that to another player. Let's get Drake Kirkpatrick, either renegotiate his deal or get that contract off the books, and that's going to Trey Waynes. And then we kind of dabble here and there on Tier 3, Tier 4, Tier 5 type of type of free agents, kind of fill out other spots on the ro roster, give depth, camp bodies, that sort of thing. Um, you know, I, I don't know exactly what they're going to do here I do know that Dalton will not be on and that contract will not be on this team I am I am very positive in saying that they will either release him or uh, I think they will try and trade him I, I think the reality is they're not going to I don't know that they're going to be able to absorb that entire contract number um, to get also a high pick but who knows the Browns have have made a couple of trades in the past Carson Palmer's trade being one that really worked out for the team in terms of overall value. Um, this could be, this can work out a similar way. We will see, uh, but I would expect that, you know, that 26, $27 million between Drake Kirkpatrick and Andy Dalton would either be off the books or a lot of that would be off the books because of what occurred on Tuesday. I'm seeing a lot of stuff. Wait, I thought Mike Brown was cheap, 31 plus million on two players and blah, blah, blah. Yes. You know what? We, we, myself, others that you probably follow on other social media, since you jungle members, members of our show, all that stuff, we were critical within the first day, day and a half of this team. I, if you've been a fan of this team for any length of time, I don't know how you can really blame us. Uh, I mean, this team, 
has not really shown shown in the past. They have not shown the the willingness to necessarily spend a lot of money in outside free agency. They kind of do the bare minimum. And after telling us they were going to spend more money, they sat real quiet for the first day and a half. Well, truth be told, and, and little did we know, they were working behind the scenes to try and get one of the top linebackers. They ended up getting one of, if not the top interior defensive lineman in this year's free agent class. And they got the number four cornerback, according to PFF analytics, the number four cornerback that was available on the free agent market this year. So they got two high quality players. Shame on us for being critical for a day and a half. I get it. But, you know, this, this, we had been living in a fool me once, fool me twice, fool me a million times with Mike Brown. And, you know, they, they said they were going to spend money. They didn't do it at the very onset. They they tried apparently in the form of getting these linebackers, but they got a, a quality defensive lineman, a, a pretty quality cornerback, and uh, things are looking a lot more brighter than they were just you know 24 hours from now. Things could be looking a lot different another 24 hours from now, as I mentioned with Dalton, with Kirkpatrick, that sort of thing. So we'll we'll see what what else they do i do expect a couple of different moves i do expect them maybe to start talking a little bit with tyler eifert that could be something that's on the table especially if that's a team-friendly deal nick vigil same kind of thing uh, i know that's not music to everybody's ears given the fact that they missed out on Schobert and littleton and and others uh kwiatkowski but you know that that might maybe the well they have to dive into um so that's that's where we're at at this point in time. The Bengals made some significant significant moves. I don't know that the, we will see the same level of moves in terms of acquisitions, potentially same level in terms of shedding contracts, which may be predictable. We'll see. We will definitely keep you updated on all that stuff, not only on this show, but on CincyJungle.com, where you can get all your news, opinions, analysis, uh, videos like this, podcasts, all kinds of stuff. So keep it there. Keep it to our program. We appreciate you tuning in. We've got our weekly episode tomorrow. We are set to have Andre Parada. For those of you who don't know, he he is a numbers guy, and uh, he's a Bengals fan favorite on Twitter. We're set to have him on the program tomorrow. John Sheeran and I will be talking quite a bit about all of the happenings that have occurred the first two days, what may be happening tomorrow, and what's what's ahead. So anyway... Thank you guys for tuning in. Get the show on a number of different platforms. We appreciate the support. Have a great rest of your week. I know it's crazy out there, not outside of football. Just a, just a PSA. Don't panic. Just remain calm. Do what you got to do. We'll, we'll all get through this. Football's here at least, so we have something to talk about. And we'll continue to bring you all that coverage on this show and on CincyJungle.com. Thanks, everybody. Have a good rest of the week.